Welcome back to Chris and Co, the podcast where me and my friends discuss pop culture, tech, world culture, travel, current events, and pretty much whatever else we feel like. Daniel and Andy are out this week, but a man is freshly back from a trip to the Middle East where we discuss the balance between a religious state and a progressive state. Zoe and I discuss some things the government apparently doesn't want you to know, whether or not the office should return to TV, and much more. I promise you're not going to want to miss this episode, so hang tight because it starts right now. Hello. Oh my goodness, we're doing it. I'm uh, not that this is related to the topic at all, but I'm actually currently in the middle of this massive project I'm undertaking to get myself off of Facebook and close down my account indefinitely. Oh, let, I mean, let's dive into that a little bit because I think that's <laughs> interesting. Because, like, aside from Instagram, like, Facebook's your go to. Like, yeah. Yeah, it's just, I mean, I feel like the entire country is saying Facebook's too negative. But honestly, um, I mean, I've wanted to get off for a while because it is, it is too negative and makes me angry at everybody I know and I don't want to be that way. But Mm -hmm. um, just now, like literally just now what happened is um, an article about Anthony Bourdain popped up Mm -hmm. and I'm a masochist and I looked at the comments in the comments oh no yeah we're all about like no why would you take life advice from someone who can't take life oh at my all gosh. that's horrible yeah so anyway I, I don't like humans and facebook is just too many humans <sighs> okay i get that <laughs> so instagram however even though it's owned by facebook which sucks but instagram is still it's just happier and prettier and yeah yeah i think there's a lot more um i guess innocence in yeah just photos of nice things yeah i don't know what it is i i think they're just two very different audiences i i guess but also i feel like a lot of people have both i i think it's i i don't want to pin make any generalizations but i feel like the i don't know (laughs) exactly (laughs) i don't know a lot of like older more conservative people that are on instagram yeah and again that's a bit of a generalization more of a millennial yeah platform yeah and hey all the baby boomers out there we love you but millennials are happier humans (laughs) (laughs) just kidding that's a generalization i'm sorry sometimes we make generalizations (laughs) And that's just how it is. It's just how it is. All right. Well, talking about groups of people, you just got back to the United States. Yeah, it was. Uh, we uh, backpacked the Middle East for nearly a month. So we got to see the United Arab Emirates. We went to Egypt. We went to Jordan. And we went to Israel. And then I would say the disputed Palestinian territories would be a, a fifth question mark country as well. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to say you give yourself a lot of grief for not traveling enough but i would say like <laughs> one of these places would be like a life bucket list goal and you did them all in the matter of like a couple weeks that's so true that's true <laughs> it's probably just the going back to social media seeing all these people like traveling full time you know <laughs> um but you know uh, long-term travel is a a goal of mine as you know so. perfect and i know in your segment we'll talk a lot about travel yes um, but i definitely want to hear about your trip yeah sure okay so we started in the United Arab, sorry, the United Arab Emirates. Um, we saw three of the Emirates, so it's 
basically just like the United States. It's a handful of emirates that have become one nation. Um, and they were actually founded in 1971. They're a very, very new country. Yeah, wow. Yeah, like kind of let that sink in for a second. <laughs> like 1971, they were essentially born um, from tribes, like Bedouin tribes that joined together to form a nation. And now they are one, uh, honestly, I think one of the most impressive countries in the world. Like they literally have the tallest building, the world's biggest malls, the world's biggest market, the... Uh, like these giant and beautiful mosques and beaches and resorts and yeah they have they have another location of the Louvre um they have a second Atlantis like the one in Bahamas they oh, have wow. one in Dubai <laughs> yeah so uh, they're getting to Sea World I'm sure it's not long until they get a Disney World um so anyway very impressive country um and interestingly enough I think numbers don't stick in my brain very well but I know that the um the amount of people that are actually native Emirati mm-hmm. is nearly like 20 percent um of the entire nation so yeah and it really i just i feel like dubai is this like city of the future so to speak where you know yeah you have this really multicultural city where people have decided to gather because it is i don't want to say it's a utopia because i i mean i've not been there maybe it is but yeah i think (laughs) (laughs) i think it almost has that goal like they're building yes. something that's new because a lot of this didn't exist like what 50 yeah. years ago i would absolutely and, say that's a goal yeah. and that's what they're going towards ironically enough i have my tv on and it's running a screensaver and dubai is on the screen yes. right now <laughs> so i i feel like eyes are on this city right now because yeah. it's so new they're constantly building new things mm-hmm. i'm kind of a dork when it comes to like these like mega projects um like their super tall skyscraper whose name escapes me right now uh the burj khalifa there you go yeah i always know it's khalifa because i always yeah. think it was khalifa yeah. yeah yeah yeah. um but i know they have buildings planned that i believe are gonna like way outpace mm-hmm. the height of that so and as an american i get a little disappointed because i'm like well why don't why aren't we making cool yeah. things anymore like here in new york our subways are broken and you know yeah, like across seriously. the country like literally like our bridges are falling apart and stuff like mm-hmm. that but then you've got this country doing like great things and i'm like okay Okay. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. That's why I think Americans need to get out of our country a little bit, just to to put the whole America's the number one nation. Just you know, knock us back a little bit. Like I think, if anything, off it's our high an inspiration, horses. right? Like yeah, what we can still do if we work together towards a common goal. Exactly. Um, I think what I'd like to know more is about the culture in Dubai because I think. Yeah for myself and i think for a lot of people there's this i guess kind of assumed idea that it's this very like dystopian conservative mindset you know that Mm -hmm. you think of in the middle east you know yeah women can and cannot do this you know stuff like that like is that true or is that kind of like perpetuated by like stereotypes that's a super interesting question i learned so much about it and i do want to put a little disclaimer on saying like i i can't speak for islam (laughs) you know i'm not i'm not Mm -hmm. a muslim yeah um but i was able to meet quite a few throughout these different countries and it was the the religious environment in all four of the countries was very different um in dubai as you were saying they kind of have this goal of a utopia right so they are an islamic nation um which in itself when you have religion um Mm -hmm. in the government of of a country your country is going to lean more towards the socially conservative i would say Mm -hmm. 
Um, but because um, they're such a new country and they're building this quote unquote utopia and they have over 200 nationalities that call the UAE their home, wow. um, they are leaning or just like really pushing these progressive agendas mm-hmm. um, while still being an Islamic nation. So it was very interesting to see how that works together. Um, just a few ways that I saw that work was just um, the general like dress is very, mm-hmm. is modest. Okay. Um, and not in the sense that like I would have to wear black head to toe, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but there were women wearing that. Um, yeah. They would wear their burqas um, or the abaya or the hijab. Um, the Islamic women would, right? Mm-hmm. And then there would be women like me who are um, not Islamic, but we are dressing more modest just because that is like the unspoken culture there. Um, there are no laws that say that I have to have my shoulders covered, mm-hmm. but I felt comfortable doing that because that's what all of the other women in the co- in the country that I saw really were doing, gotcha. um, except for on New Year's Eve. <laughs> So, like, (laughs) Dubai itself has a weird dichotomy um, when you go, because it is a party town, too. It's kind of like Vegas. So, when you go to the Western clubs, like, there were women kind of not wearing anything. Gotcha. Um, So, yeah, it's really interesting dichotomy of people just living their lives the way they want to live them, right? Mm -hmm. Which is how the world should be. (laughs) But, um, (laughs) anyway, so, yeah. So, there was that. And the men actually dressed more modest as well. We didn't see men in shorts very often things like that. I, I saw literally one man who looked Western and he was wearing like a like a wife beater tank top. Uh-huh. I was like, what is he doing? <laughs> He's like walking around <laughs> the mall like this. This is so strange. But there were no laws saying that he couldn't. Yeah. He made that decision and he may have gotten some strange looks, but um, yeah. It's almost like there's kind of like a peer pressure guidance, right? Like yeah, that's a good the, way to put that. Or like a self-regulation, you know? Like, mm-hmm. it's kind of like the honor system. Like, hey, like, respect us and we'll respect you. Right. Um, versus it's like a law. And I did get to um, talk to some local Emiratis, and we actually went to a cultural exchange at okay. one of their, like, government-funded events, um, which was specifically, t- like, a Q&A, like, ask the Emiratis whatever you'd like to ask. And mm-hmm. Islam was a big topic in that discussion, of course. Um, so in the UAE specifically, we asked, you know... it. it if a woman wanted to wake up the next day and not wear a hijab, could she Mm -hmm. do that? And he said, of course, absolutely. She could do that. It's, it's her choice. Now, would she feel the pressure from her family in the same way, you know, uh, someone here growing up conservative christian would feel pressure to to be a part of that mm-hmm. tradition be, by their family you know but that's different that's not about the country that's about the the families and yeah it's the societal pressure exactly family or friends but there's that societal pressure it yeah. sounds like but it's not forced and i think a lot of people think it's forced i think you know i would even maybe make that assumption and be like oh when you go there right. you know, you're gonna have to do certain things so the thing is, though, um, in a country like Saudi Arabia, it is mm-hmm. in a country like Iran. Twenty years ago, they had their religious revolution. It actually, Iran actually was a progressive country, um, and just a few years ago, they were taken over by militant um, Islamic regime. And now, women are—it's it, law that they have to wear that. Yeah. And yeah, it just all comes back to the live and let live mentality, like. We, especially the government, government should not be telling people what they can and cannot wear. Mm-hmm. Um, and the UAE is a country that 
definitely embraces that as was in Jordan I didn't have to wear a head covering in Egypt I didn't have to in Israel Palestine I didn't have to you know Mm -hmm. so these these countries that we went to um I I don't know like I think people here just kind of think of these crazy stories that we hear about Saudi Arabia and they're such unfortunate stories and they make such a splash on the news and I think people just kind of assume that that's the entire region of the world over there yeah and that's not the case i think there's a lot of interesting like assumptions that are made like that and then also things that are portrayed in the news that kind of like lead to that um because i just feel like there's not a lot of education around these areas you know yeah like we didn't learn about dubai in school yeah (laughs) (laughs) yeah it's absolutely true that that's the number one reason for travel yeah absolutely it's like that educating yourself yeah yeah so where do you think dubai is gonna be in like 20 years i i hope they continue down this road of progressivism i really do um i'm interested to see how and if they they retain their um traditional roots as emiratis and as a islamic country um it would be interesting to see that you know continue to be the fabric of their country while also moving forward into progressivism because i do i would say that the religion of islam need needs a country like that to represent Mm -hmm. it as a religion that can coincide with progressivism last year they called the year of tolerance and it was they wrote into law that religious persecution cannot happen in the uae it's still an islamic nation but they made it their mission to tolerate um the other religions in the law um and then also this year they're calling the year of equality and by the end of the year 2019 they actually have committed to having a 50 50 ratio of men and women in leadership government leadership um okay dubai yeah (laughs) yep america who you would exactly assume is more progressive exactly you know just based on stereotypes yeah can't seem to even get you know like even a quarter of representation (laughs) and dubai's like oh it's got to be half and half it's half the population exactly that's really interesting it is so interesting and it was just so interesting to experience that and also see how again they retain their emirati and and islamic traditions and culture and it i definitely am gonna have my eyes on them in the future and just see how that um continues to coincide so what is and this is a really complex question but what does a day in the life of somebody who lives there look like because like in the pictures I've seen and stuff like that, it it does very much seem like, a, you know, a Vegas or a vacation town. Mm-hmm. So, like, are people there simply in the tourism business or is there, like, a major part of the economy that I wouldn't even think of? That's a very interesting question. I know that... Um, because like i said there's over 200 um nationalities that now call the uae their home right and because of that it's this huge international city and there's like pockets of all of those nationalities throughout the city mm-hmm. including like quote-unquote american culture like we watched past a chili's and a texas roadhouse <laughs> and a shake shack and a red lobster and just things like that that were really funny to see in the middle east um <laughs> But anyway, so um, so they're bringing all these people in because they have huge tax cuts. I think it's up to sixty thousand dollars, like U.S. dollars of your first or of your annual income is not going to be taxed. Oh wow! Yeah, so there's a big incentive to move there, and as such, it's actually a very wealthy country. 
Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the Bedouin tribes that founded it were very wealthy as well. Honestly, I don't know enough of the history to know how and why they were healthy. I would maybe assume it was about oil or natural uh-huh. resources. Um, but anyway, very wealthy country there. Um, uh, I don't know enough about their actual industries. I know the tourism industry is huge. I think, I mean, they're like sports cars and sh- like are everywhere so i would assume there's some sort of an industry there as well but um i know somebody who moved to dubai and is now a teacher um and i also know somebody who moved to dubai and is a financial planner gotcha. so, so they're really just looking to bring yeah. every trade in and exactly. really just kind of establish themselves as a powerhouse exactly which I is think there like doing. is there like a big military presence there like did you feel that like because i know no. when we think of these countries that are angling to be these powerhouses houses you think of like china and north korea mm, and russia that are yeah. really, like militarized so dubai is yeah. not like that um no not compared to say israel where mm-hmm. you literally just look both left and right and there are kids carrying rifles <laughs> um by kids i mean like they're young military 18 to 20 year olds right we're 26 now. We're very old. Anyway, um, <laughs> so so it wasn't like that. Um, we did see a lot of police. We had a slight run-in with one of the police on our first day. What happened? We we were taking pictures of what we didn't know was a government building. Oh. Yes. So we were told actually quite nicely to not do that. Gotcha. Um, and there actually are if anyone out there is like thinking of traveling to dubai or any of the other emirates definitely check up on the laws and the rules because there Mm -hmm. are um it is a progressive country in a sense but there are a lot of very strange small laws and rules like no um public displays of affection um and and i we saw none so i and that's even in dubai um yeah so in dubai the only place we saw that was the club when we were there for new year's eve Gotcha. So it's like it's like we're cool with it, but like kind of keep it to yourself. Yeah, like don't hold someone's hand on the street. That's really interesting, considering they are trying to be really progressive, but like yeah, in and- a clean way. <laughs> Not that like holding someone's hand is not clean, but right in a in a way that still like respects their more traditional beliefs. I guess the um the laws also allow for them to check your marriage license if you book a hotel room together. Okay, so um, there's like those like little slivers of things like that. There. Yeah, things like that. Um, and then it also includes taking pictures. You can't take pictures of people without their permission. Mm-hmm. Um, which so, I guess is a good thing. Yeah, that's actually that is a good thing. But if you were to look through all of our pictures of the UAE, you actually would see there's there's no people in any of them. Like no, um, uh, even people in the distance. So, oh, okay. Yeah. Um, but so yeah, just little loss. I guess the final question that I would leave you with is: so it's a very progressive society, but mm-hmm. they do have these rules. Did you feel restricted by those rules? It's such an interesting question, and honestly, one that I I can't really answer. And I've just been like mulling over since experiencing it mm-hmm. because it is it is a stricter society, mm-hmm. but it makes their society safe. Not once was I catcalled. Um, not once did a man approach me and even initiate a conversation unless I first initiated it with him. Mm-hmm. Um, there are women only cars on the subway train, things like that. So my safety, I wasn't too worried about in the mm-hmm. UAE, um, which is very interesting, but it does restrict the quote unquote freedom 
freedom of the man, right? Yeah. So it's just this interesting dichotomy. And honestly, I don't know how I feel about it. <laughs> yeah, that's really interesting because yeah. in one sense, you have less freedom, but in another sense, it gives you more freedom. Yeah. And, and I think, I mean, I would very much prefer not to be catcalled yeah <laughs> so if we made that illegal i wouldn't be sad about that now do the emirates get to like decide on things like that now is it something yes. that they get to vote on that or is it very much like we're telling you oh um it's more for, okay from my understanding i could be wrong mm -hmm. but from my understanding they have like royal families the different tribes do um and they're the ones that vote on these things gotcha yeah so i the reason i ask is i'm just curious what that process would look like if you know somebody wanted to change something and yeah that that's would. a good question yeah gotcha yeah all right well to wrap up what is something that somebody like has to see or do or Oof. know if they're traveling to dubai oh my god okay um well i would say that it's a huge international city and that's a lot of fun to experience but do your very very best to try and experience the emirati culture as well mm -hmm. um which is harder like you have to really seek it out and one of the ways that one of my favorite ways that we did that was through the cultural exchange we specifically went to the Sheikh Mohammed Center for Cultural Understanding, and that's in the old city of Dubai. And we actually had a traditional Emirati breakfast served to mm -hmm. us. It was cooked and served for us, and then Emirati hosts were the ones who held the Q&A. So I thought that was a lot of fun and very interesting. And then other ways to just kind of connect to <laughs> the culture there would be to if you were to tour the arabian desert there are ways that you can do that specifically with emirati locals from like bedouin tribes that live in the mm -hmm. desert and then also just visiting the mosques and that sort of thing like really trying to delve into slash understand islam in a way that you don't yeah. would be a great way to just honor the culture as well and one thought that i just had like as you were talking about all that is like the fact that they have a center for cultural understanding like mm -hmm. it seems like there's a lot of effort in in a way that i think is very cool to try and be like humble in their approach with their beliefs mm -hmm. and like sharing that knowledge and sharing ideas in a way that's very open and respectful not mm -hmm. in a way that you're trying to convince somebody one like to change their beliefs or you're trying to convince them exactly. to change theirs yeah. but just you know learning that respect because when you learn why somebody believes what they believe you kind of get more of that background and you can kind of respect it even if you mm -hmm. don't necessarily agree i think it's yeah that's very important when you are trying to understand just another walk mm -hmm. of life i feel like i know people from my personal like background i grew up Christian, mm -hmm. right? So from my background, I know people who the way that they try to understand Islam is by talking to converted Islam, or sorry, converted Muslim, mm -hmm. or by talking to missionaries to like Islamic yeah. nations. And that's, that's not you're still you're still imposing you're still, your own beliefs through it. Like it's still going through that. Filter. Exactly. Like, you're and, wrong. Yeah, exactly. So um, just really trying to like, open your heart <laughs> to people who are different than you. And even if you're not going to agree or understand why, mm -hmm. you know, just like honor and respect the fact that they find peace through their yeah, walk. That's yeah. so awesome. Because I'm sure for somebody that's like coming to visit america it's very like overwhelming with this attitude of like our way or move out of the way like yeah yeah unfortunately i actually did talk to travelers who 
are canceling their trip to America because of the political climate, which I thought was very interesting because we, Daniel and I, before this trip, were so intent on checking every day, checking the news and the political climate of these countries that we mm -hmm. were visiting. And meanwhile, we have people from that side of the world doing the same for us and canceling their wow. trip. So. Yeah, that's just something we we as Americans really have to consider, yeah. like how we want to be portrayed to the world. Well, if you guys want to follow more of what Amanda does with either Whimsy or Our World Canvas, you can find her on Instagram at Our World Canvas or her personal account, which is Amanda Bear or her Amanda Bear Arts account all on Instagram. <laughs> yes, I have a lot of Instagram. <laughs> Perfect. So we will talk to you next week. Awesome. Yeah. So, fun fact, do you know that Pizza Hut keeps suing Papa John's for their better pizza, better ingredients slogan? No way! Yeah, every time Papa John's defense against their slogan is like, oh, well, we know it's not better. We're just being exaggerating. So, like, don't worry about it. And so the judges are, like, throwing out the case. But I like that their defense <laughs> is like, no, we're trash. We're garbage. Yeah, we know we suck. <laughs> but we're just, like, saying things, you know? We're just saying things to say things. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's been a minute since our last episode, our pilot episodes, if you will. Yes. When we last recorded, we were, like, days away from getting sweetener or so we thought but the truth of the matter is we were like months away from sweetener because she wouldn't give us a date oh my gosh that's right and now we're days away like when this goes up tomorrow ariana is putting out another album ah! and like i'm very excited for this one and i loved her tweet she's like she published the cover of the album and it's like, oh, she's asleep again, which means you guys are going to actually like this one. And I was like, okay, did you just totally roast yourself on oh, Sweetener? Yeah. <laughs> but like, at the same time, I felt bad because I loved Sweetener. Oh, me too. And I think it honestly ended up being my favorite album of 2018. Yeah, it was definitely up there. If you had to pick an album, what would it be? I can't even remember what came out in 2018. Right? Doesn't that seem like so <laughs> long so ago? Long. January always lasts like seven months. January was like seven months. Oh, no. So, I'm very excited for the new album. Although, I can't quite get over this whole barbecue grill thing. Oh, <laughs> don't even get me started! But I want to get you started, oh. because I think it's so ridiculous. So, Wait. for those of you that don't know, Ariana Grande tried to be cute and get a Japanese tattoo that says Seven Rings, which is the title of one of her singles, because she thinks she's cute and Japanese now, even though she's very not. <laughs> um, and the person she got the tattoo from didn't know what they were doing, so they definitely tattooed the word Barbecue Grill on her finger. Not even on her finger, on the palm of her hand. Yeah, it's like right and underneath her did, finger. And they just missed one character, <laughs> and it's a completely... <laughs> different thing and i like that she tried to fix it and it only got worse oh yeah now it's like seven people barbecue grills yeah people were like it's still not even it's still barbecue grill yeah oh. you're still a grill so i have to ask this because i'm genuinely curious am i the only one that thinks like after this album like maybe she should just like take a little break 
Oh no, for sure. She's been pumping out tunes for so long. I know. And she's always busy. Like, she needs to take a breather. You know, I heard they're bringing back Screen Queens, so maybe she can get back on, like, the telly. <laughs> Just do a little TV again. Get back to your roots. <laughs> Literally back to your roots, because when she was on TV, she was so white. <laughs> True. And the more I, like, I feel like 2018, I really started to stan Ariana instead of just really liking her. Like, I stan now, but, like, also, like, please stop being so appropriation-y. Oh, yeah. Like, I forgot how <laughs> white she was. She's, like, white-white. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, yeah. Yeah. She's Italian white, so she can get tan. She's she's overdoing it. She's really overdoing it. She's she's pushing that line. Yeah, and especially with seven rings, like oh. I was like, okay, now I'm uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah, but you see it a lot with the the company she keeps too. Mm -hmm, definitely. So, Ugh, poor Pete. Uh, that's that's actually one of my favorite tracks from that album too. Oh, I know. I'm like, okay, but like. I'm not letting go of this song. Oh, no, never. It's just too good. But it's not long enough. I need more of that song. Yeah. 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 <laughs> An icon. Oh, A word-inventing icon. Love that. So, one of the things we strive to do in the pop culture segment is not just talk about, like, music and TV shows, but really just give the recognition that YouTube deserves. Because it's such an up-and-coming thing, and, like, I mean, these YouTubers have bigger followings than, like, TV shows. Oh, for sure. So I don't think we can, like, cover pop culture without talking about the new Shane Dawson documentary that's out right now. Uh, first of all, I have loved Shane Dawson. <laughs> Same. For so long. I remember sitting at my little computer, you know, in the living room, on YouTube, and MySpace. <laughs> same rip my space a good one i just falling in love with this man <laughs> just so with his razor straightened hair oh, don't even get me started listen i'm still sad that his music career never fully <laughs> fully launched okay super love is still one of my all-time favorite songs zoe's low-key still an emo girl oh not even low-key it's high-key if you ever meet me in public okay? it's true i'm sorry i never quite got out of that phase because it's not a phase mom oh, what was that old thing that people used to like post on their myspace where i was like music is my life or something like that yeah without music i'm dead yeah i'm flatlining <laughs> give me my earbuds back oh. and my zune Oh, you know, I never had one of those. Never had a Zoom either. I was an iPod person. Same. I had a thick <laughs> iPod Classic. And nice. I cherished it. I actually still have it. I have mine I have too. All, I have all my I, iPods still. Same. I always want to like boot it up and see what it, what's on there. I, I already know the answer. It's a lot of Black Eyed Peas. Oh, <laughs> Honestly, I don't use Apple Music much, but when I plug in my like phone in the car, mm -hmm. that's what pops up because it reads it as an iPod. Oh, gotcha. And so... I love that for you. It'll start playing Apple Music, and it's... Oh, there's so many songs I forgot I even knew. And they come on, and you're like, heart becomes happy, and you're like, ah, oh, to be 12 again. <laughs> <laughs> what a mood. I know, I couldn't go back to being 12 again. But now, like, all our problems when we were 12 seem like nothing. Yeah, absolutely. Because now, we have these shady corporations and governments doing things, and now they're being exposed by Shane Dawson. Now we <laughs> 
for his latest series, he's doing conspiracy theories, but not like your average conspiracy theories. And like one of them had to do with the Woolsey fire in California. And that one had me shook. Oh, my because God, like, no, really, the fire just like avoided things super precise like these houses are like burned down but then the like mailboxes out front are like not even like scorched and the trees the yeah trees the trees are, trees are like shaking and so now it's like i don't trust anything everything is a oh, conspiracy I know. I know and i've been i've been a shane stan for long enough to know that you should not believe anything absolutely ever. and this just this it was what an hour 44 44 like it's oh, the depth he goes into you know, it's amazing it's it's really good he, he continues to just blow my mind why am i having trouble breathing i'm so tense because <laughs> <laughs> we're like i know i'm like oh my gosh but I definitely, oh my gosh, and the whole thing about that, like, I don't want to spoil it, but, like, the whole thing about basically, like, how TV's been programming us, I oh yeah, I mean, was so shook. Like, ever, but, so shook. And, like, I'm like, oh, everything's awful. I'm just going to continue to be awful and just keep getting worse. Got yeah, it. It's hard for a cool. person, a Pisces, to understand these things. So it's caused quite a few crises. Uh-oh, she's a breaking up sister. Oh, All no. I hear are robot noises. <laughs> Oh my god, no. Why are we the same person? We're back. I'm not saying that this adds some conspiracy theory, but as soon as we started talking about things, my internet so you just cut out again in the middle of that sentence too that's no. so sad yeah sorry an fbi man in my phone please let us have this conversation like Thank honestly you. we're just trying to talk about how you're trying to program us into believing crazy things like it's no big deal like i'll still support you little fbi man in my phone i love you like we I pay our taxes same so anyways shane's documentary has been blowing up and it's just so good it's so well put together and honestly like i really love that we're seeing these like movie production like level things come out of youtube especially in a time when like youtube has like also seen the polar opposite where things are just so like hot garbage yeah hot like, garbage three yeah. minute and under videos like we've come so far really 13 years of youtube yeah like it's insane throwback to the flip cam days oh yes I loved my flip cam. I had one for a week and then it broke. Oh, wait, what happened to it? It, like, snapped. Just oh. snapped. <laughs> <laughs> you know who else snapped? Shane. Yes. When he gave us this documentary. Oh. But I will say the one, like, dark side to the documentary is I really just, I'm like, oh, but, like, can we actually, like, dig ourselves out of this hole? Yeah. That's the, the one part. The one area of his documentary I didn't appreciate was all the iPhone stuff because I was like, oh no, that's not how any of this works. Yeah, I feel like most of it I already knew. Like the live photo part. Yeah, like everybody knows that. And that's not like he presented it as this thing where the live photos on your phone are them spying on you, but it's it's a feature. <laughs> like and those things don't get like uploaded anywhere. They just stay on your phone. Yeah, it is weird, though, that it's, like, kind of always recording then in order 
to get well, those three seconds before and three seconds after. Yeah, but that's literally almost how cameras work. They're basically just taking still shots of what yes. you're already seeing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I just, I don't like when thing people, like, make tech things out to be things that they're not and make them scary because, like, people already have such misinformation that I do think it's, like, walking a very fine line to not perpetuate those fears and, like, end up fear-mongering. Yeah. And that's the only thing I didn't like about it. But I'm very excited for the next one. The next one comes out, I believe, like, Friday or Monday. So we have a lot of good content coming up. Yeah, it comes out when it comes out. <laughs> Basically. Yeah, he he was shooting for today, which is the 6th. Um, but, you know, editing takes forever and he wants it to be perfect. And so you got to respect that, which is crazy because he was getting so much hate on Twitter. for That's insane back. to me. I know. Like, I, like I, I like that he snapped back a little bit because he was like, hey, listen, I make this for free. It's yeah, two of it's us and we're guys. making literally movies, like full blown it's- Exactly. almost two hour movies that are like crazy quality oh i know it's ridiculous so i got a mini pity the other day and i love that and i love when they're exfoliating and all that but then when they started to scrub the dead skin off my feet i'm like gripping the chair handle for dear life because it tickles so much oh i know i cannot do pedicures like i'm trying not to scream at this lady about how much my feet tickle Oh, I know. I will. I refuse to do pedicures because my feet are so ticklish. I also hate t- people touching my feet. Oh, I don't mind it. I, I don't like when they do the foot massage, though, because it never feels good. Yeah, I'm just not a fan of pedicures. No, I'm here for it because the sides of my feet are so callous. They're basically plastic. Yeah. And underneath my feet, they're just baby feet. They're baby soft. Oh, my gosh. So I have weird feet. <laughs> I mean, you do stand all day. I do. So it's understandable. I really do. I've got that office job life now. I hate you. <laughs> that nine to five. Well, okay, this is a really weird segue, but do you want there to be an office comeback? Like, do you want them to bring the office back? You know what? I love the office. Okay. I love Same. it so much. Same. Um, I have a lot of, we could do a whole podcast on the office because I have a lot of opinions about the office, but that's mm-hmm. a whole, that's a whole different area we're not going to go into right now. Uh, but I, I would like to just see how everyone's doing just like a little, you know, maybe hour long episode. Mm-hmm. just to catch in but i don't think we need another reboot like i don't want to full-on you know here's six more seasons of the office i don't need that i just want to you know check in see how everyone's doing yeah i think what a lot of people fail to realize is like part of the love of the office is the nostalgia of watching these seasons over and over again and it's been off the air for what like almost like seven years yeah just about and I think what people fail to take into consideration is it's not going to be the same. Exactly. And there's only going to be disappointment. And I experienced this a little bit with the Gilmore Girls reunion on Netflix. Like, it was good, but it wasn't the same. And I think part of it is that nostalgia value. Yeah. And being able to go back and binge watch it over and over again. You can't recreate those moments just by bringing the show back. No. Yeah, exactly. Like, you know how they brought back, like, Roseanne, and which mm-hmm. is now the Connors, because... Because Roseanne's racist. Yeah. Whoopsies. <laughs> Oops, the daisies. We um, only all knew this the entire time. Oh, I know. And then they were like, oh, um, she said what? <laughs> yeah, right. And then they brought back Murphy Brown, and they brought back Will and Grace and all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of people that are just so disappointed. And I'm like, you have to realize, 
that you can't just pick up what will like 20 years later mm-hmm. from some of these shows and expect it to be like it was you know in the 90s and whatever like yeah. it's just not people change and so like the actors change and the writers are going to be different writers and even the ones exactly. that they, they get to come back like they have changed too yeah you and part of it is pick up where you left off exactly and there are so many good tv shows out right now that are like <sighs> new tv shows so many like and a lot of them are from the same creators as the office exactly. like the people who that made the office also made um parks and rec also made the good place and all these shows are so good yeah. Now, have you caught up on Brooklyn Nine-Nine? Oh, yeah. Okay, great. So, there are a couple episodes into their new season, and I have to say, they have pulled off the transition from Fox to NBC flawlessly. Oh, it's beautiful. And I was really, really worried about that because the Mindy Project was on Fox, got canceled, and then Hulu bought it. And after that, it was really weird. And the storyline drastically changed and none of it ever felt natural. Yeah. So I'm so glad that Brooklyn Nine-Nine stayed the same. Oh, me too. Which brings us to our final topic, and that's The Good Place. Oh, I love The Good Place. The Good Place totally blew up this fall when... And it joined Netflix. And I know Amanda's been watching it for a while now. And I got into it. And it is so good. Oh, it really is. Kristen Bell's a delight. She's wonderful. And the entire show is just so well written. Not only that, but it's so, like, it's smart funny. Absolutely. Which is- and I think a lot of people that, like, might be into dumb humor... Like, they can watch it at face value and be like, haha, that was funny. But also, like, there is this, like, deeper layer that's a commentary about, like, religion and society and the afterlife that is so deep and so fascinating. Oh, I know. It's wonderful. But then there's also the commentary about, like, our current society and these little quips about, like... Earth is a mess, (laughs) y'all. Basically, yeah, exactly. Yeah. There's this moment in one of the episodes where um, Michael just turns and goes, because I guess Nazis are back. And it's like, right? Like, how is it 2019 and we're having to deal with Nazis? Like, the the Earth is a mess, (laughs) y'all. Yeah, it really is. It's a mess down here. Exactly. And I think Shane's documentary only, like, reinforces that. Oh, yeah. So, moral of the story is, watch The Good Place, watch Shane Dawson, watch Brooklyn Nine-Nine, listen to Ariana Grande's new album, because I'm sure we're going to talk about it next week. Oh, definitely. And once you're done listening to Ari's new album, you can listen to Christopher's playlist for February heart pop available now on apple music and spotify that wraps it up for this episode of chris and co thank you so much for listening and be sure to subscribe anywhere and everywhere you listen to podcasts we're available practically everywhere podcasts are listened to so tell your friends and subscribers are how we grow our podcast we'll be back next week with a whole new episode and until then you can find us on facebook and instagram at chris and co podcast